Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hammer Drops. I am your host, Leoc. So we have a little bit of breaking news today. Shots have been fired near Union Station in Kansas City during the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. It appears that two people went into the what it is at the Union Station and started shooting up. Several people have been shot. It was done by two armed people were detained. They're not mentioning anything else. So as that breaks, we will come back with more on that. In reference to what I was talking about yesterday about the Lakewood Church shooting, it is in fact proven now today that one redaction I want to make is that I thought it was a female. It was actually a male identifying as a female that went in with a long gun, long barrel gun, which now they're switching to an AR-15, of course, you know, because they got to hit that narrative. And went in there. Luckily, two off-duty officers were there to neutralize before anybody else got hurt. Because if you have ever been into a church, okay, yeah, I know it's weird me talking about a church here, <laughs> but I've been in a couple. If you go into a church, you literally, when you walk in the doors, it's everybody's in front of you and nothing to the back, and that's kind of the situation that was going on. So this person, who was an who also was an immigrant from El Salvador, I believe it was. Walked in and, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And thank, thankfully, it was not. Unfortunately, the child that was, you know, his child, I'm assuming, that was with was shot. And I believe is obviously is still in the hospital and as well as a elderly man as well. So, but the person, the shooter was killed on site. So, but yeah, it's, it's funny. The only reason why on that story that I think mainstream media started picking that one up is because they're making it and they're fitting it to their narrative without telling you everything. First and foremost, you know, they're they're hitting the AR-15 because we all know they're coming after our guns still. They're bitching them on about they're trying to take away the Second Amendment right, the right to bear arms, saying that you don't need assault rifles. Well, jackass, AR-15 is not an assault, assault rifle. The AR stands for the company that actually made it. Okay, it's not an assault rifle. The fact that the funny, you know, they're not touching base on that, you know, with they're trying to bury the fact that he was a transgender identified as a female, which blows their narrative out of the water. The last what handful of mass shootings have been done by transgenders. So we have that. And to top it off, him being an immigrant. You know, that right there just blows their border policy right out of the water, which brings me to this. <laughs> as far as the border goes, President Biden needs to pull his geriatric ass head out of his ass. Okay. He needs to be a fucking man, do what a president does, and shut down the border. He alone can shut down the border, but he chooses not to. He wants to instead blame it all on the Republicans. Because he wants to deflect, and that is not the sign of a good leader. A leader does not deflect the problem onto somebody else. And that's exactly throughout Biden's tenure in the House, the White House. All he's done is deflect everything onto his successor, which he cannot. And for the people that want to do that as well and blame the successor, you know, Trump, let's just say Trump, you want to blame Trump. For every little thing that's going on, you want to blame Trump for the economy. You want to blame Trump for gas prices. Fact of the matter is, is under Trump, we had some of the best growth in jobs 
in our economy. Gas prices were low. Grocery prices were low. Bills were low. Since Biden has taken office, inflation has skyrocketed. Gas prices skyrocketed. Groceries still going up. And the reason why groceries are still going up, remember a couple years ago or in last year, the last couple of years, all those food processing plants going up in flames? Well, now we're feeling more of that effect at the grocery store because of that. How about the bird flu when they killed off millions of chickens? Notice how your chicken and your eggs are up in price. That's why. You see where this is going? Pretty soon, our crops, because the last year with that war over there in Ukraine, you know, Russia's not selling the fertilizer to the U.S. like they used to. We're not getting the fertilizer for our crops like we used to from there. So what do you think is going to happen then? It's going to continue to go up. And who are they going to blame that on? They're going to blame that on Trump, just like everything else. All these <laughs> propagandists from the left that get, you know, all over social media that get literally paid by the DNC to continually just post this garbage. They're just, you know, it's just puff pieces, you know, fluff, I'm not puff, fluff pieces. Okay. Now, one thing I want to get into real quick before we, you know, because today I'm just kind of going off the seat of my pants because I'm going and I'm going to say things that have been kind of irritating me and trying to educate people here. Okay. Let's talk about Roe versus Wade. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about abortion. I want to talk about how all of you liberal jackasses seem to think that the Supreme Court took away your fucking right to end a life. No, dumb fucks. What the Supreme Court did with Roe versus Wade, and I don't, you know, and this is where I think some of our politicians need a history lesson or a lesson in constitutional law and the Bill of Rights. All SCOTUS did with Roe versus Wade was give the right back to the states to decide how they want to handle abortion, whether it's long-term, whether it's short-term, how long the term you have to be in, you know, how long you're, you know, what the term is, all of it. It was given back to the states. And the fact that you have these Democrats all up in arms still about it, it's because, you know, I don't know why they're up in arms about it, why they're having their little temper tantrums when it comes to Roe versus Wade and all these fucking influencers that are being paid by the DNC or, you know, echoing their, their bullshit. It's because it has taken the power away from the federal government to make that choice, which it should. The federal government should not be allowed to make the choice of anybody, medical freedoms or anything when it comes to that. That is down to the states, not federal. And a lot of you, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people have been bamboozled into believing that, you know, that it's, well, we can't have an abortion in this state anymore. I'm not voting for Trump because I can't have an abortion in this state. Or I'm not voting for this Republican because I can't have an abortion in my state. When that Republican could be, say, or whatever state, say it's Matt Gates over there in Ohio or wherever, and or Lauren Borbart over there in Colorado. And somebody in Wisconsin says, well, I can't have an abortion. And, you know, and it's because of them. No, 
you need to look at your state representatives and your governor and your lieutenant governor and stuff like that. And that's why you can't have an abortion in your state. It's because the laws that are on the books in your state alone is why you can't have an abortion. You know, but Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, AOC, all these fucking cracked out fucks want you to believe otherwise. That it's up to them to decide. That's what you want? Do you want to be governed like that? You you want to be governed on a federal level and not on a state level? You'd have a much better opportunity to be able to have an abortion on a state level than you would on a federal level. In all honesty. But I digress. You're going to believe what you're going to believe because that's what they're programming you to believe. And unfortunately, it's it's just way too much. <laughs> Hopefully people start to wake up a little bit on it. And, you know, just, I don't know, just wake up, you know. And then, of course, we also put in our episode the other day about the whole segment that involved Trump and his comments about NATO of course, that right there is being echoed. Not well, that's not really being echoed. They're taking the 20 seconds saying, you know, basically for you know to do whatever they need to, which when he says to do whatever you need to, it means he means do whatever you need to to get the debt that is owed back to you without violence. You know, I mean, if you have to put sanctions on them, then that's what you do. But all these quacks over. You know, Republicans and Democrats are just, they're the same. Okay. Also, while you were sleeping yesterday, New York elected a new congressman to take Santos' seat in the House. And unfortunately, it was a Democrat that won. You know, I'm going to be a bigger man here. I'm going to say congratulations to the winner over there. Unfortunately, New York, you know, it doesn't really, I mean, it's like Chicago. All right, because most of Illinois is Republican. I don't care however you want to see it. But when it comes to Chicago, that's typically what decides Illinois because of how it's drawn up. And most of Chicago are just a bunch of liberal nonsense, yeah, want free shit kind of people. And that's ultimately why our state goes blue. Same thing's happened in New York. I do hope he... The congressman, new, newly elected congressman, actually tries to do a good job for the people in New York without buying into the the Democrat bullshit. But I don't see that happening. I think New York is going to get a lot worse. Now, in other news, appears that according to, what's this, uh, Chairman Mike Turner, today the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress, information concerning a serious national security threat. I'm requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to the threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. So basically, they're trying to say that there's some threat that's going on, which is awfully funny with their Tuesday morning, early morning vote on $95 billion or something like that to Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, and Taiwan. So my question is here, are they using this as a scare tactic 
to get the people to be, yes, yes, we have to give more money or to scare the Republicans in the House to vote on it. How about this? I have a perfect thing that, and, and this is one thing I don't understand why they don't do is why don't they have a standalone bill for our border versus a standalone bill for aid to other countries? Why are we sending more aid to, for, to other countries so they can secure their borders, yet we can't secure ours? Secure our borders, save America, then worry about other countries. That's just how I feel about this. Now, if you haven't heard yesterday, the DHS secretary has been impeached by the House Republicans. Now, mind you, I believe that he deserves it. I believe this is a process that needed to be done. But it's really ultimately not going anywhere else. Yes, he was impeached by the House. He will not be impeached by the Senate. He's going to go to work every day like nothing ever happened. So ultimately, what did we accomplish here? What was accomplished by all this time, all this money we used to impeach this guy? Yes, he's done a shitty job at the border, but so is Kamala Harris, who is in charge of the border. But yet nothing happens to her here. You know what I'm saying? It's just it. I'm having a hard time with it, you know, understanding the Republicans' reasoning on this. You know, obviously, if you listen to my show, you know, I support the Republican Party a lot more than I do the Democrat Party. I'm I'm not a fan of Democrats. I'm not a fan of liberals. I'm not a fan of wokeism. And you'll never hear that wokeism here on this show because I, no, I just, I just don't believe in it. So from one thing that I've taken from this, you know, this whole thing is it kind of overshadowed the election that happened in New York yesterday with the Democrat taking over that seat, which now narrows. I mean, the Republicans have a very, very slim margin of, (laughs) you know, you know, 219 to 212. I mean, it's not very big. It appears that. A lot of people that voted for Trump ended up voting Democrat, which, you know, this is coming from CNN. You know, that that part of it's coming from CNN. Do I really believe it? But no, I don't. Because the reporter from CNN has said, I talked to voters today who voted for Donald Trump previously and now voted Democratic because they think Republicans, Republicans can't govern. Now, in a way, I do have to agree with that comment because look at what the hell is going on. You know, it's just, it's, it's craziness. Nothing's happening. We have the Republican led house that jack shit has happened. When it's a Democrat led house, we get shit on even more. So maybe the Republicans have stopped some of the shitting on (laughs) us, but we're, you know, still nothing's happening. I don't know about you folks, but I'm slowly, you know, I I don't have faith in our government. I I don't because the government's not for the people anymore. It's for their best interest and how much money they can make. Let's be honest. That's what it's about now for them. They can give a rat's ass if Joey down the street served in the military and, 
you know, saved lives. They, they don't care about that anymore, regardless of what they say, you know? So, so you had that, you know, I think what needs to happen is if we as a country are going to move forward and prevent the bad shit from happening, because I mean, if you look at everything that's going on, I mean, for the first time ever, you have our government sanctioning fucking American businesses in Texas over the border. You have 20, you know, half our country opposing the federal government and what they're doing to the border. That's 25 states that are opposing the federal government. You know what happened the last time that happened? I don't know if, you know, some of my listeners, if they're younger or whatever, but if you're younger, you may, may hopefully they still teach this to you in school. But when the last time that happened, when half the country was against the government, that was the civil war. Okay. What do you think is going to happen if we go to a civil war? It's not going to go well. And ultimately, and honestly, I feel that they're setting that parameter up for that with predictive programming. They have Obama's movie that came out about Armageddon that happened. They literally have a movie coming out about that's entitled Civil War. You know, it's just a bunch of craziness. Maybe it's conspiracy theories. And I want to apologize real quick. If you hear a little whining, that's my little baby puppy. He's he's probably not liking that I'm <laughs> I'm doing an episode right now. But I'm almost done. So don't worry. He's okay. He just woke up. So I, I think it's some predictive program that's happening. Ultimately, we don't want a civil war. We really don't, because that's not going to end well for us. That's when all hell's going to break loose and shit's really going to happen. So, you know, we need to take a step back as conservatives, as Republicans, even as Democrats. Democrats need to take a step back as well. All this has done since 2020 with all this crap has divided the country. And it wasn't Trump. You know, I'm not going to blame Trump. I'm not going to blame Biden, all of Biden for this. But the blame goes on both ends. Okay, let's just put it that way. The blame goes on both ends because this country is truly divided. Biden came in with one, with his goal and what he said was to unite the country. Ultimately, I believe he has further divided us and that's what's happening. So that's that. And now I'm going to get on a soapbox here real quick because, and this is another reason why I'm not a big fan of Democrats. And let me just, I'm just going to go off on here and and I'm going to apologize. I'm not going to use very nice language here. So my full-time job, I work on the pipeline. I, I am, I work with natural gas. Okay. And in Illinois, the ICC has literally crippled natural gas. The Illinois governor, Pritzkert, and his, yeah, have literally, this whole push for, you know, this climate change, this whole push for green is a bunch of bullshit. Okay. And honestly, getting real tired of it. And this is why. And first and foremost, what I want you to realize, and this is why I'm tired of it, is I'm going to explain to you here. If you can seriously sit there and think for 
a second that the electrical grid anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the fucking world can handle, say, let's just take Chicago, for instance. So you got Chicago. If everybody plugged in an electric car in Chicago, you know what's going to happen? The grid's going to fail. Plain and simple. So this whole push for going green is just a ploy for the those in the power to make more money ultimately that's what it is they're going to tell you all the bullshit that they need to tell you to get you on board to get you set hook line and sinker and unfortunately many of you have probably not many of my listeners but many people have let's just say that (laughs) have bought it hook line and sinker now unfortunately because of what the icc and governor pritzker have decided to do in their attack on natural gas fossil fuels which natural gas is a clean burning source of energy, but we won't get into that too much. But because the ICC and the chairman of the ICC who wrote the bill for the state of Illinois and their climate change and Governor Pritzker appointed his ass to head the ICC, well, the ICC has and Governor Pritzker have pretty much done an all-out attack on natural gas. In Chicago alone now, you cannot build a house without making it electric. No more gas. You know what happens to the people who have been working and busting their ass day in and day out down there to provide safe, you know, a safe source of gas for the people with the project that's going on down there to provide safer pipeline? Everybody, including the contractors that have been doing it, a good chunk of them have been laid off. Thousands of people have lost their jobs because of this. And these people are union workers. How in the hell can the union support this? Yet these unions leaders will come out to job sites during election time and tell their guys who to vote for. You may sit there and say, no, they don't. I'm here to tell you, yes, they fucking do, because I've been on my job sites with these union steward pieces of shit coming out with their little Biden Harris pins, giving it to their fucking guys and telling them, this is who you're going to vote for. How is that democratic at all? How is that even right for your union, for somebody to tell you who to vote for? That's literally taking away your right as an American citizen to Vote for who you want to vote for. But no, these guys tell you who you got to vote for. Yet, here you are voting for Democrats. For these progressive Democrats like Mayor Brandon Johnson, Governor Pritzker, and all of them jokers down there in Springfield. And here you are sitting at home out of a job because they just killed the program that has been going now for 10 plus years to replace the pipeline and the services to the homes in Chicago to make it safer for the homeowners and more cost effective for the homeowners. They just killed that program and literally killed thousands of jobs in the process. How is that right? Yet you're going to sit there and vote for a Democrat. I want you to remember that when you vote Democrat, that's what is happening. And I know from experience. And it's not just happening to the gas industry. It's also happening to the electric industry, to ComEd as well. ComEd's feeling the same pressure as the gas. 
in Illinois, all over Illinois. That's what's going on. And here's a little lesson for you. You literally need oil and natural gas to power these substations. What makes you think for a second that you're going to get electric without that? Yet, they want you to spend fifty to $75,000 to convert your home to all electric. And then you're going to be paying even higher prices to the electric companies for your energy for your house. I want you to think about that as you go, as we're starting to get into the voting, you know, to election time here. Think about that. Thousands of people just lost their jobs because of it. So I hate to leave it on a solemn note like that, but I think it needs to be. So don't forget, follow us on social. Go to any one of your favorite podcast platforms. Like, leave us a comment on the episode. It's going to help with the algorithms. Share this with somebody that might that you think it's going to offend. Share this episode with them. And until the next time, folks, let's be good to one another. We can do better. And save America. Close our borders. I'm out.